Welcome to another edition of Who's Better Baseball, the podcast where we answer a simple question on each show. Who's better at baseball? I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein, managing editor at JustBaseball.com, and I have Clay Snowden with me today who wrote an article at least a month ago, if not longer, about how the Angels were going to be very aggressive around Shohei Otani, and they just did it. They first come out with the announcement last night, Otani's off the table. Tom Verducci has a whole exclusive on it. Then, a couple hours later, they swing a big trade to get Lucas Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez, and they traded some really good prospects for them. This is a team that's just saying, you know what? All that matters is the next two months. Yeah, and so I wrote that at the end of April, and the reasoning behind it was they had called up Zach Zach Neto, and I was like, ooh, man, that's an aggressive promotion. First player from his draft class to make the majors, and they had sent down David Fletcher. Like, there was no more waiting around. Ben Joyce got called up, a recent draftee as well. They were willing to kind of shuffle guys in and out in a in a nature that we do not see often. So it was kind of a, hey, listen, they're just going to do this for Shohei because they're kind of stuck, which makes the deal make sense, this this past trade. What are you going to do? Are you going to trade Otani, have another failed season, piss off all the fans, the optics are terrible, and just let him walk? Like, that's it? You get some prospects for him? Or do you do everything you can to try to run after that one magical season after all the shit that they've gone through to try to capitalize one time before Trout starts declining? You know, Anthony Rendon's already in that stage. They have a lot of deals that are kind of bigger deals. Like, they can't afford to kind of, oh, we're going to retool. They have too many big contracts to retool, so they're just going for it. It's you know something we've been spending some time on this show. We've been writing articles about it. it there's the kind of uh, you know no emotion attached. You, you you sit back, you analyze the situation. What should this team do? And I think a lot of us kept landing on well, get what you can for Shohei. You're probably not going to win this year because the worst thing that could happen is you keep doubling down, tripling down, mm-hmm. making more moves, and it doesn't work out. Well. Here they are, and it, I think the the concern would be what happens if it doesn't work, if they don't make the playoffs, and what are they left with? But I guess what you're saying is if you don't make the playoffs or not, if you trade a couple more prospects, no matter what, you're pretty much screwed. So you might as well just go for it this year because, hey, if it works out, maybe the, the best of all happens and Otani actually does stay. I The Angels are the only team I thought are in this type of spot. And this is kind of like an NBA trade in a way where it's, oh, crap, we already have these contracts tied up. Like, we can't move them. We don't really have the pieces to – they the Angels don't have the best farm system. It's actually pretty weak besides the top. It's, it's top heavy. And now it's really, really weak. So they were in a position where it's like, we just need to do it all right now. And like I said, I don't think that there's another team in the league that would apply the same type of – aggressiveness too um because they didn't really i mean what are you gonna do trade otani get a few prospects and the otani prospect package i don't think would have been as drastic as we thought it would have been simply because it was a rental and how often do you see rentals really go for like game changing type prospect returns on paper um so yeah they went all in and you know they traded a switch hitting catching prospect 20 year old Edgar Caro and Double A skipped high, I believe, 
Angels were super aggressive with him. Highly rated prospect. And uh, Kai Bush, who's a, a lefty starter, at the end of the day, like, those were probably the two guys they were going to trade, no matter what. And it just happened to be whatever best deal. I think to hell with what the value looks. I don't think the Angels were saying, no, no, you know, that's not enough. This, These were their two guys to trade. This was the best opportunity that they had to do it. And they said, to hell with the value. Well, here's my question. Was this the best opportunity? Like, what is this the best trade? It, is Lucas Giolito going to be the answer that solves everything? Or should they have sat on this package for a little bit? Should they have tried to float this same package for Marcus Stroman or Blake Snell or some of these other stars out there? Or do you take a guy who, uh, you know, is is good, but he's also, I don't think... I don't think he was the top of this rental market is what I'm trying to get at. And they gave him a pretty big package to get him. Yeah. And that makes me wonder anytime we see a package that everyone overreacts to, Oh my gosh, that prospect package is way too much, which was my first reaction too. I started thinking more and more about it. It's like, what do they know? Cause according to any type of value websites or future value on fan stuff, like it was a pretty massive overpay. And then it's like, okay, do they maybe know something that we don't know? Um, but man, Giolito's not the best on the market, that's for sure. Which makes me wonder, the Angels didn't just say, yep, first person we called, agreed, we're moving on. Like, they called everybody and tried to, you know, get Strowman or um, Cease or whoever else was, you know, a target. And for whatever reason, they landed on Gio and Lopez. I don't know if the other teams were unwilling to budge or if they wanted a different pitcher or a, you know, Kara was getting moved because they have Logan Ohapia, who is a rookie at catcher. They do not need Caro. So he was going to get moved. Maybe the other second piece was different in other deals. I don't know. But at the end of the day, they got what they needed. They needed a kind of a number three-ish type starter, you know, a vet starter who was available. And they got a, a good bullpen arm. Like they got what they needed and they traded what they were always going to trade. Yeah. And in that sense, it's a good deal for them um, for this year. And hopefully it works out. I, I believe that what happens here, in my perspective, is for one, you're trading to get the deal done today instead of on Monday or Tuesday. You, you are saying that we can't possibly go and just strike out and not end up with a starter. So, all right, the White Sox are the team that's willing to play ball today, and we can get Giolito a little bit early. Um, let, let's make that call. Let, let's let's trade for Who knows? Maybe you can get an extra start out of him by doing it now instead of next yeah. week. I also think that there's something to be said about, about Shohei Otani's desire to stay this year. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, I don't think Otani wanted to be traded midseason and the most pivotal contract year that you can possibly have. He probably wanted to stay put. And so if ownership comes to you and says, what do you want? Do you want to get traded to a contender? He says, no, let's win this year. Let's do it. It's hard to look at Otani saying, hey, I want to keep playing for you and go against that. So I get it. And for fans, Imagine if they did trade Otani. If you're an Angels fan, your season just ends and you're staring down the barrel of a future that's pretty uncertain. Now you get to put that off for a couple months and enjoy what could be an incredible finish to this season with the home run race and with them trying to make the playoffs. 
I was saying it's good for Angels fans, even if you kind of know. Um, it's kind of like when your quarterback's contract's about to expire, or like Green Bay last year. It's like we know the end is near, but like we are just going to enjoy the ride right now because the Angels fans get the last couple months of a playoff push, and at least they know like how aggressive they can be. And I think too often fans put on the whole like we need to be GM minds instead of just we need to be fans. Like, hey, your team just made a move to try to win. Like you can enjoy that without thinking about a 20 year old catching prospect and what he could be six years from now. Like sit back, enjoy it. Um, But this is the first move of like yesterday felt like the start of the deadline. Um, You know, the angels actually made moves from Mike Moustakis and um, Escobar from the Mets. And those didn't really feel like deadline, you know, type of moves, but you see a Rosario getting traded Syndergaard traded. That's like a weird trade. That's a deadline move. But this is going to set the market to an extent. And I did not know what you thought about the starting pitching market's effect with what what happened with this most recent move by the Angels. I think it's sometimes you think that it's going to to maybe make the market move quicker, or sometimes there was one team that wanted to move quick. And I still think that we're likely going to see these things you know take some time to play out um i think the interesting thing is with cease and otani being pulled from the market essentially it seems to be all rentals so it's going to be interesting to see how quickly those those pieces are shuffled and you know maybe the rental cost is a lot more than we're expecting this year like maybe because there's no pictures with control we're going to see stroman go for a lot or snell go for a lot if he's moved or even erod being yeah. moved for a lot so I, I wonder how that's gonna work out uh back to the angels though i'm curious what else are they doing because i don't know if this is their last move they make this move now to give themselves some more time are they getting candelario like what else do they need to do to make this a team that's going to get out of a gauntlet of an AL wild card race yeah it's tough but you know it's at this point yeah like candelario was floated in a rumor i think that would be a great switch hitter to add um, DH third base type, um, ha- you know, having a good year. I think he's more of a mid-tier rental in most years, but this year he's one of the top rentals. I think that they could be aggressive in a lot of different places. They could get a second baseman if they wanted to. Um, Zach, Zach, Zach Neto's been kind of on and off with injuries, and he is a rookie, but he's the future at shortstop. I think that they stay there. I don't know, like, in terms of prospect capital, they don't have like a ton left of like high end. So this type of deadline might fit them better where, you know, there's not that many high end options, but you can go out and get the complimentary pieces. I just don't know how much they can pull off. Now, when you pull off a trade this early, because trades take multiple days to like put together, call everything like they could still get another one in. It's not like they're at the last minute here with Geo. So it's going to be really interesting to see. I am wondering if this is kind of the one-off trade of the market. Like if the starting pitching market's not really affected much, if like everyone sees, oh, wow. Yeah. That was an overpay. Like the angels are kind of out of pocket right now. Like we can't compare that. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, where he gets kind of just thrown off to the side a little bit and all the other ones look more similar in terms of value. So 
I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. We we were talking that this is going to be one of the most bizarre deadlines. And Ahmed Rosario for Noah Syndergaard to kick it off was like, yes, absolutely. It's, it's uh, you know, Kike Hernandez goes back to the Dodgers. <laughs> it, it, it's it's going to be an interesting deadline for sure. Um, That's two of the worst OPS qualified hitters in all of baseball. Just join the Dodgers. Each are in the bottom 10. That's going to fix their shortstop position. They just did it. They fixed it. Yeah. And I think one of the things about the market that is interesting is, you know, those are guys that I don't think are going to change the Dodgers tax situation. And that's a, a lot of these teams are up against It's We want to try to win. We're in this, this, this mode where, you know, they're having good seasons, but if you're the Dodgers, the Yankees, like there's teams that are trying to reset a little bit because of Otani. So Otani, even though he's not moved, he still impacts this market in a lot of ways. And, Honestly, I, I I think that this is going to be a deadline that maybe a lot more happens than we're expecting, but just a lot more weird. Yeah, I know. It's whenever I was writing any of the trade deadline guides, I thought like I wrote the Guardians and I wrote the Dodgers, actually, both this week. And when I was looking at the Dodgers, you didn't have the Ahmed Rosario, Noah Syndergaard trade in there. Unfortunately, I had the Ahmed Rosario is getting moved in a weird deal type vibe. Yeah. I did not say exactly for Noah Syndergaard. But when I was looking out in the multiple other ones I wrote, I was like, teams are going to have to get creative. It no longer is as cut and dry this particular season with so many buyers and so few impact players available. I was like, teams are going to have to get creative. They're going to have to go out and get you know, the person with multiple years of control that no one's imagining. They're going to have to trade for somebody with two years left on a contract. And um, if they really want to find impact players, they're just going to have to do something bizarre. Like I thought, man, if you need a shortstop and you have to go kind of out of left field, you may try to get Bryson Stott and trade another big leaguer and move him to short. Like, I don't know. Like I was trying to get that, you know, yeah. galaxy brain with it because that's what you have to do to find the the value of certain positions. It's it's going to be a deadline to remember in one way or another. Um, we'll see what else falls from this. But you got Giolito on the Angels. They have pulled Otani off the market. This is a team that is going for it big time. And we'll just have to see it works out for them. That's going to be all for this edition of Who's Better Baseball. Make sure you follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And check out all the written content. As Clay mentioned there, 30 deadline guides for all 30 teams. So if you are interested in your team or a team that your team might be trading with, you can read a full guide on everything that could happen at the trade deadline. So make sure you check that out at justbaseball.com.